the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Welcome along. This is episode 224 of the Boys of Tech for the week beginning Monday the 5th of August 2013. We're doing the show live here at the Southern Cross Bar. It's Sunday night and uh, they've been very, very accommodating as they usually are down here at the Southern Cross. I'll also point out before I introduce uh, our panellist here, we've got some new recording gear so thanks guys for your feedback on the live shows. I understand it was very, very difficult to understand with the background noise. We've got some much, much better recording gear. This should do the trick. And uh, let's seek his opinion on that. My panellist this week is Brett King. Welcome to the show, Brett. Hey, Eddie, hey. Hey, so what do you reckon about this gear? I think it should be a lot better than what we are previously using, right? It should definitely produce a better result. That's a heck of a lot of cables. <laughs> yeah, I know, we've got cables galore. Yeah, I know. I pull out this bag and it's mostly full of cables and Brett's <laughs> kind of looking at me going, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so kicking off of the stories this week, Brett, I see Twitter is finally going to do something about online abuse. We're talking about trolls here. Yes, it does appear. Well, it's not like they haven't before had a facility for reporting abusive tweets. They're just making it kind of in-your-face point-and-click. Yeah, you're, absolutely, yeah. It was a lot, uh, lot more difficult, wasn't it, to, to do that. And, um, and now they're making it, what, a sort of a one-click um, Yeah, one-click button. Yep. One-click button. Only that's... on the tweet itself. Because, you know, I've... I've actually reported people for spam you can, and, and abuse where basically people come on and they, they sort of um, basically troll. And, I've, and there's, a, there's a way to do it, and I've done it. But it's, it's cumbersome, as you said. And uh, if you do see a troll, I guess you're more likely, or someone trolling, you know, you're more likely to, to go ahead and do that. Indeed. And uh, online abuse is a big thing at the moment, isn't it? I mean, it's especially... Um, it affects, well, it affects everyone, really, but in particular, teenagers are very, very susceptible to that sort of... Very, know. very. You see it a lot. There's a yeah. lot of bullying things in the news all the time. Yeah, text, text bullying, for example. It's a similar line, the same line of, um, you mm-hmm. know, line of thing, isn't it? Yeah. All right, so good on your Twitter. Very good. Um, keep up the good work, and uh, hopefully uh, that will help keep Twitter a safe place to use. Now, on to our next story... Your smart TV can be hacked and it can be done in such a way that it can spy on you, well, that the hackers can spy on you by taking advantage of the webcam built in. Oh, my God. Edwin, you're telling me right now, face-to-face in a pub, that there are internet-enabled devices in the world that people can hack and take over <laughs> but the- and, and then use those devices that have cameras on them built in all the time uh, to turn those cameras on and look at me when I don't want them to. And oh, my... No. I, I no. Know. Well, this Ed, is the no. thing. People Real? don't see... And, Brett, this is the thing, isn't it? And I think this is what you're alluding to. People don't see TVs as computers. 
But they are really. That, that, that's now the they same are. As, as soon as yeah. and as soon as you connect it to the internet, regardless of what it is, your fridge, your toaster oven, your iPad, your actual computer, your PlayStation 4, your Xbox One. Yeah. As soon as you connect it to the internet, you are opening it to the world, and the world will try to break it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And people have, but this is a thing. People have forgotten this, I think, or have have not really sort of thought about it because traditionally. Uh, you know, your TV, if you think a bit back to your sort of CRT TVs, they were standalone devices, they weren't connected to the net. Now we've got smart TVs, they are connected to the net. They run an OS that has, uh, that's, you know, that, that can run things like JavaScript and HTML5. And so. Uh, and that opens them up yeah, to all of the traditional yeah. exploits of um, JavaScript and HTML5. Yeah, exactly. Browser based web apps. So, so, what can people do, Brett, then, to, to stay safe, if you like, with, uh, you know, in regards to their smart TV? Uh, don't connect it to the internet would be the first. But if you if do? If you're going to connect it to the internet, connect it to a incredibly secure firewall. Don't ever let it be directly connected to the internet. Uh, and if you're really extra paranoid, make sure you are constantly getting updates, checking websites, keeping abreast of news. And the simplest one would be if you have any device that's connected to the internet, has a camera on it and you aren't constantly vigilant about it, cover the camera. Yeah, that's actually, that is a really, really good, a bit of sticky tape, right? Indeed. Yeah, yeah, it works really well. I know <laughs> someone who um, who's rather concerned about this sort of thing and what he's done is um, he's got a piece of little sticky tape over his webcam because he didn't really... In fact, he didn't really want to compete with a webcam, but it came with a webcam. He has a piece of sticky tape over it. Yeah, well, a piece of paper over it. You'd be hard pressed to find a laptop these days that doesn't have webcam. Yeah. That is just pointing at you. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah. My computer has a webcam, but it's a separate webcam, so it faces the wall most of the time. It faces what? The wall. Ah, well, that's another way, yeah. If, Even if, though it's usually not plugged in, it's just a self conscious thing about having cameras pointed at me. <laughs> 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 so what about all these cameras in here? I mean, there must be cameras in, in here too. Oh, when you go into a public <laughs> that's place, different, you, right? it's yeah. completely different. Yeah, no, I you don't have the expectation that people aren't able yeah. to see you. Yeah, no, that's right. But there are lots of privacy concerns about new technology, new devices that people are putting into their homes that have all of these built-in cameras and microphones, etc. Especially ones that are connected to the internet, especially ones that are connected to the internet and virtually always on. It's one of the biggest concerns that a lot of privacy advocates have about the Xbox One, the latest oh, and yes, greatest yes. next generation Xbox console, yep. is the fact that Xbox One has Kinect built directly in. And the Kinect is built off of cameras and the Kinect and the Xbox One is always on and always listening and watching because you can gesture or make noise to it to then turn it on. Oh, I see. It's always powered Yeah, on it's always in, powered, in so it is actually yeah. always watching you. So it is a device that, by design, is actually always watching you. So imagine that yeah. being hacked, and suddenly you have people being able to watch you all the time, even when you think all of your stuff is turned off. Yeah. And that's got to be concerning Because that's in your lounge, isn't it? It's, it's in, in your, your living lounge. room. It's, it's, it's in your living everybody. room. It's when you're coming out of the shower, walking <laughs> yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah. It's... You know, it's, all it's of the stuff. It's when your kids that, are playing in the room. It's when your kids are playing in the room. Yep. Yep. No, and, and that's it's the, freaky stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and concerning, and people have a right to be concerned about it. Absolutely. So I think, really, with the television thing, I think people haven't sort of stopped 
to take stock of, you know, what are, what are we dealing with? What sort of technology are we dealing with now? It's no longer standalone yeah, CRT. Yeah, it's not just a television that you're buying That's and putting dumb, into yeah, your thing no. and then plugging into your, no. into your wireless so that you can watch your movies off your computer. Once you've plugged it into your wireless, your television is now accessible to whoever else Absolutely. can get access to your network. It's a, it's a computer, really, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, there's lots of them. I saw that uh, this year they expected to ship 85 million smart TVs this year. Wow. Yep. <laughs> right. Wow. There you go. So uh, beware. Um, if you do these, by the way, the ones that were hacked at the moment or where vulnerable vulnerabilities were found happen to be Samsung ones. You know, I dare say, though, you'd treat all brands the same. They're probably all vulnerable in some way or another. Yeah. And as you said, Brett, if you really must, um, can, you know, leave it connected, and, and a lot will, uh, make sure it's fully up to date, just like your computer. Yes. Excellent. Right then, on to the latest on Edward Snowden. Brett, I see that uh, he's managed to leave the airport because he was been granted asylum in Russia. Indeed, he has finally got a place to go. Yeah. He can now finally leave, he can, you know, not have to suffer through probably Starbucks coffee constantly. Um, other generic <laughs> brands yeah. are available at the airport and yep. might be able to sleep in a real bed. Yeah. He's been, uh, I, I believe, taken to an undisclosed location. Of course. For, you know, so I, we don't know where he is in Russia, but he, he is somewhere. And um, he's obviously... Uh, somewhere in Russia, they've granted an asylum for a year. Oh, is it for one year, is it? Yeah, for one year. No, so he's got a year to, to work out what yep. he's going to do next yep. and yep. whether or not he can make his way to South America somewhere where they will give him possibly longer-term asylum. Yep, or perhaps he may consider becoming a Russian resident. Possibly. Who knows? Who knows? We'll, we'll see. All right, so that's, that's the latest on that. Now, I see Facebook has finally passed its initial IPO share price. Indeed. It crept past 38 US dollars for a very, actually quite a short amount of time and then closed at $36. <laughs> but it made it, right? But it did. It did. For the first time, the investors who shelled out the original amounts for their stock got to see their stock worth what they paid for. Yeah, exactly. They finally made a 0% <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Which is better than a negative something profit, isn't it? Indeed. But then it actually closed at lower than that, so they still did. Yeah, but yeah, I guess uh, it will eventually go up, but uh, there you go. So, well done, Facebook. <laughs> it didn't take a while, did it? <laughs> uh... Okay, on to our next story then. The iPhone 5S fingerprint scanner. Which one, you might say? The one that is rumoured to be in iOS 7. Let me tell you why. iOS developer Hamza Sood has spotted a folder within the latest beta for iOS 7 that is titled Biometric Kit UI. And in it, he's found a config file and one of the entries in this, it says, photo of a person holding an iPhone with their right hand while touching the home button with their thumb. This appears in the Biometric Kit UI. So I think... What he's done is he's basically put two and two together and said, well, I think what that means is that Apple is going to be releasing some form of biometric fingerprint scanner. Wow. Would that be the first smartphone to have that if it, if it comes out now? Possibly. I can't really think of... of at least the too. first smartphone with an inbuilt fingerprint. Right. Is it needed? Do you, th do you think it's needed? I don't think so. I think with... Uh, good password protection and some good, you know, personal security about your phone, why would you need biometrics? 
other than to the only, be slightly more annoying for you. The only when thing you've I got can think of on your home button. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is uh, is perhaps work phones that belong to organisations that really do take their, their security very seriously, have a lot of uh, confidential IP, and perhaps wouldn't normally issue iPhones, but perhaps, or any smartphones for that matter, but perhaps this might be a turning point that, uh, you know, if there is one that offers, you know, biometric a biometric scanner to get through, that might be for those companies enough to say, okay, yes, I have a fine. suggestion for those companies that will cost them significantly less. If you are issuing company phones and you do not want those company phones to have intellectual property that could be stolen or in any way used as a device that could steal intellectual property, issue your executives with dumb phones. Actually, yeah, that's not Give a them a phone idea. that allows that them to make phone calls, receive phone calls, make texts, receive texts, but do nothing else. Yeah, but then it's not a very corporate phone, is it, Brett? I mean, I take your point, and I know you're sort of what saying... What are you talking cheap, about, not a cheap, very corporate phone? Well, you, know, you can get some very expensive, titanium-plated dumb phones. But, but calendaring, they won't have the, the calendars there, so they're going from meeting to meeting, and they want to see what they've got. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with a reason why someone might want to use this biometric uh, scanner. Yeah, uh, but um, most pretty dumb phones have some kind of calendar in them. Heck, my old Nokia dumb phone Yeah, they have had a, a calendar, calendar, but not it? like one that syncs up with stuff. Hence the... But, you know, I look, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I, just I offering a much cheaper yeah, suggestion yeah, no, that's very that is that, that, significantly that is, more secure yeah. than even putting a biometric thing because, as Mythbusters right. have shown, most biometric fingerprint scanners can be relatively easily fooled. Oh, yes, I remember watching that episode, absolutely. And didn't they base that off one of the... Didn't MacGyver do one like that? Yes, with the, indeed. With the... Was it a gummy bear or uh, something? Or um, I think, yeah, something, something like, like that. Like that, yeah. Yeah. Or was it butter or something? Whereas they went and made this brilliant three-dimensional gel mold of a fingerprint <laughs> and then discovered that the biometric door sensor uh, fingerprint scanner was fooled by a photocopy <laughs> of a thumbprint. That's right, yeah. They went to all that trouble and realised it's a much simpler way. Indeed. <laughs> it, reminds, it reminds me of a clip I just saw the other day on, it might have been break.com, where the police are storming this uh, the, this address, this property. They get given the go, you know, signal. The first cop, uh, you know, clambers over the, uh, over the gate. The next cop just opens the gate. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and this is real. You know, this is real footage. Yeah. Not a, not a uh, skit or anything. Anyway, Brett, I'll tell you what, I've got a couple of New Zealand stories. Let's take a quick break and we'll do them right after this. Don't go away. All right, welcome back. Now, a group by the name of Hawaii Cable have plans to lay a second submarine internet cable between New Zealand and Australia, and I think uh, also connecting through to... The west coast of the west, America. Yeah, that's right, the west coast of America. Now, this is not Pacific Fibre. We've talked about Pacific Fibre before. Mm -hmm. That failed to raise capital. It never went ahead. That's basically closed, and, or closed shop now. And this new group is thinking they're going to get to raise the capital? 
Well, they seem confident, and they have, their landing... So did Pacific Fighter. Yeah, yeah, I know, you're right, you're right. Um, let's hope they do things uh, slightly differently if, if there is something to be done differently. Mm. One thing that they are doing, which I noticed, is that their landing site for the cable is going to be Whangarei. So that's where they plan to land it. It's obviously a lot... Uh, a lot closer to the rest of the world, uh, both Australia and the United States. Well, all I can say is good luck to them. They're hoping to raise at least $350 million capital to do this. Mm. But it's not just a cable linking New Zealand to America through Hawaii. It's also got branches going off, another branch coming off, heading into Sydney, branches heading off into various of the Pacific Islands. Vanuatu, Samoa, Fiji, those lot? Yeah, that's right. That, you're absolutely right. They're connecting all of those. At, well, if this goes ahead, they'll be mm. connecting them so all. that should in make internet cheaper go, in yeah. those island communities yeah. as well because I can tell you, the internet over there, very expensive. Yeah, is it? <laughs> it was expensive on the cruise. Everything was done by satellite. Oh, well, yeah, of course, on the cruise, yeah, by satellite. But, um, yeah, look, no, this will be good. I, I guess, you know, their argument is that it's going to bring competition to the market because at the moment there is the, the, the only cable, one cable yeah, we've, we've only got. got one. <laughs> And that's cross, the Southern yeah. Cross, that's right. It's a Southern Cross cable. So their argument is... Uh, and it does mean that we are... Our internet is very reliant on that. Yeah, if, you're right. If anything were to happen to the Southern Cross cable, we'd have to go back to satellite links. Yeah. Now, having said that, it is not one cable. It's a big loop. Yeah. It's a big figure eight. Yes. But, you know, nevertheless, you're right. It's still one, or you could say two, if you like, because there's a pair of them. But, you yeah. know, the more the better, put it that way, right? Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. All right, more now, the, routing, the, the better routing. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Now, the other story I've got here uh, for New Zealand is you may have heard that Telecom is a little bit upset with Vodafone's ad campaign lately. So in this latest campaign, Vodafone describes its infrastructure as the best fixed-line network. Uh, it's also been calling its cable network in Wellington and Christchurch ultra-fast broadband, which uh, Telecom takes issue with. Why would they take issue with it? It's pretty damn fast. I can tell you, it's damn sight faster than ADSL I'm on. <laughs> yeah, 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 I agree. I was on cable as well. Like, you you were on cable, weren't you? Yeah. But yeah. We were both on cable in separate places, um, and now we're both on ADSL. Yeah. And cable's way better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it is. And uh, it's a lot faster. So, I, I don't know. I think, um, you know, these two... Really, I, I'm just going to enter into into some some big fight, which will end up in court, and somebody will get fined. Somebody will yeah. argue about it. Another group will get fined. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. They're arguing over marketing semantics, and yeah. I guess telecom does kind of have that image of now being the dog in backed into the corner, yapping at things because it's being threatened from all sides. First, the government makes it split itself apart. That's right, yeah. <laughs> hence why we've got chorus, for yeah, Hence why we've got chorus. And, yeah, now it's got all of these other... First, it had a group of them, and now some of those gr other telecoms have started merging together. So they've become bigger sorts of threats to telecoms. Oh, the itself. other telcos. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, the big one, of course, being the latest acquisition uh, Vodafone, by Vodafone yeah. taking Telstra over Clear. Telstra Clear. That's yeah. right. First you had Clear and Telstra is separate. And then and Saturday, they, they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they all became one. That's and right, yeah. Vodafone took them. So. That's right. Oh, and iHug. Don't, don't forget Vodafone bought iHug as well. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, so now it's really a sort of a Vodafone, iHug, Telstra and Clear all together sort of thing. And uh, Saturn uh, and Paradise. And, and Saturn. <laughs> you're right, and Saturn and Paradise. All the yeah, tiny little right. internet providers yeah. that have yeah. all been eaten up by these bigger ones. That's right, yeah. They're kind of like a big rolling 
um, Katamari ball, just yeah. picking up yeah. little things until it's one big entity. And then the government will step in and say, hey, wait, that's monopolistic practices and make it split itself apart. <laughs> well, the thing is, you've got to remember, <laughs> it would be funny if they did because uh, you know, that's exactly what happened to telecom. But you have to remember the difference with telecom was the fact that it owned... It owned the, all of the, the network, lines, the, everything, the physical that, cables that's right, everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And, and now yeah. that's not the case, you see. And whereas that's slightly different with... Uh, I think, although I must admit, does Vodafone own the the cable network, the actual cables for the? I think it might. I think it does. I think it does because it? if you look at um, a lot of the manholes around um, Wellington, for instance, you will see uh, still a lot of them have the Telstra Clear right. branding yeah. on them because there's Telstra yeah. Clear cables in there. So, uh, but of course, the ADSL uh, lines are definitely owned by um, uh, by Chorus. Chorus, and of course, so that is the difference, you know, uh, you know that. Uh, of course, Telecom was in that position where it owned everything. All right, Brett, look, that's pretty much it, I'd say. Would you agree? Yep. All right, well, that pretty much concludes episode 224 of The Boys of Tech. I want to thank Southern Cross for their fine hospitality once again. Indeed. I must but... say, they do the best spiced tomato juices in town. Oh. This, this is pretty exquisite. It's very, very nicely done with the garnish there. Love it. Excellent work. Well, I'm, I'm glad that the timing of our show has concluded at the completion of my um, pint of beer. Oh, well-timed. Yes. You paced yourself self well. <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> All right, on that note, thanks, uh, everyone, uh, for listening to us. And, again, once again, we hopefully uh, you'll agree that this recording is a lot clearer than the previous live shows we've done. You'll have to uh, let us know, and you'll also have to forgive me. I'm not used to holding a mic, so... Oh, I may yeah. cut out as I move my head around to drink. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, we're just learning. You're just learning the uh, the uh, constraints of a vocal mic. Absolutely. All right. That's it. Uh, thanks, Brett, once again. Always a pleasure, Ed. And we'll do it again next week, right? Yes, indeed. Till then, thank you, everyone. See you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye.